Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, the Chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology in the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bill Maurice, the Chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic and the President of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. This is our weekly discussion with Dr. Maurice in which we learn about updates in the field of laboratory medicine and pathology. Well, hi, Bill. Welcome back to the United States. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Bobby. It's good to be back. Yes, uh, getting used to traveling again. I know. Gosh, you've been traveling a lot. I've been traveling a lot. You just came back from Switzerland, right? That's correct. And I was also in Seattle. I've gone both directions, uh, east and west. Yeah, same with me. I just came back from South Korea where I was doing international lab inspections for the College of American Pathologists. But then just last weekend, I was in Chicago. So travel is definitely opening up. And unfortunately, at the same time, so is respiratory virus season. Yeah, I thought about that a lot as I was traveling. Number one, because I did contract an illness around one of those travels, whether it's during that travel or not. After I got back and told people I was not feeling well, a lot of people like, oh yeah, we're not feeling great either. And there was, a, there's been a big gathering here or there. And yeah. it just made me realize, number one, there is this great energy for people to get back together. I was in Zurich actually for the Roche Diagnostics Global Meeting where they're bringing all the people together. It was the first time in three years that they had done that. Anytime you're at one of these gatherings, there's always a great energy of people really want, so happy to be back together. Mm -hmm. But at the same point in time, to your point, we still have respiratory pathogens that are out there. We always will. And now we're seeing kind of cases going back up of an influenza and RSV, I think, respiratory syncytial virus. Both of those are cases that have really been going up, I think, in the U.S., correct? Yeah, absolutely. And we've had Dr. Vinegar on recently and talking about influenza. He was predicting at that point that our influenza season might be bad based on what we saw in the Southern Hemisphere. And it does look like that's playing out. Our Southern states right now are seeing a lot of cases, but we've had cases here in Minnesota. But then RSV has been higher than anticipated. And that can be quite serious in young people and, and certain adults with different conditions. And then you add on top of that, of course, the fact that COVID is still here with us. And in fact, I have some friends and colleagues that recently got COVID for the first time who thought they were immune, but it looks like they were not. So I think that there's many reasons to continue having respiratory virus protections when you're out and about and in large groups. Yep. Well, first of all, I mean, think about getting vaccinated, the, the, yep. the, vaccine, the flu vaccine, and now there is the bivalent COVID booster, which is out there, which has more of the Omicron-specific spike protein as part of it, peptides. So there's that to consider. And the other is just to your point, these are still around. And there's things that are happening as we, I think of it almost as aftershock from COVID, particularly like in younger people. The question is now they've been in multiple seasons or at least one season where they didn't get as much exposure as they might have normally because of isolation and, and distancing and masking and all those really good practices. So we don't really understand completely sort of the human backdrop that all these respiratory viruses are now coming back and being spread. Clearly travel is a big part of it and it's travel is back and getting together in groups is back and that's a big part of the transmission. I think it's just important for people to keep those things in mind as we kind of get back to- Get back uh, together. Life, yeah. I agree completely. 
You know, one thing I will mention that somewhat related is that people have been talking about Ebola recently. There's an outbreak in Uganda. That is not a respiratory virus. And Dr. Binniger and others have clarified that for us on Twitter. If it was a respiratory virus, instead of having hundreds of cases, we would be having thousands and tens of thousands of cases. So that's a completely different virus, but another outbreak that is going on right now and quite important. Yeah, and I think another one where diagnostics become important because this was when we dealt with, I guess, probably like 2016, 17, early mm -hmm. in my in my tenure as department chair, where we were thinking about setting up a special room in the ER and having a diagnostic available for someone with a hemorrhagic fever. There were concerns of Ebola, and I think I saw another article recently about needing to build the infrastructure for Ebola testing, just like we needed for monkeypox. So number one is people be mindful. Think if you're not feeling well, think about wearing masks. Those things are all continue to be helpful and just in terms of preventing you from getting sick or if you are sick, spreading it to other people. But then also we have, I think from a lab side, we're gonna to continue to be pressed to think about number one, what are we doing in our labs to help our patients be prepared for these to understand what they might have. And then also really helping to continue to guide and provide input on things that are not happening in labs like antigen testing. And I think that we'll see, continue to see if it's a really tough flu season, we we'll might see more and more of a push for people to have at-home diagnostics, which I know is something you've been interested in for a long time, but you can yeah. see where that could really, if, there's a, if it's a rough flu season, a lot of people are out sick that we'll see a, a more and more interest in sort of the self-testing. Yeah, absolutely, Bill. I think you're spot on. And I think that it just emphasizes the importance of laboratory medicine, pathologists, laboratorian scientists who are the subject matter experts on these tests and really are the ones that need to get out there. Like what we're doing, everyone who's listening, you know, should be out there talking about the science and giving good advice to people. Testing is going to be essential and whether it's done in the laboratory setting or at home, I think that we should be part of that process of guiding the testing because there's some good tests and some not so good tests that are out there. And as you said, with Ebola, with influenza, it really goes to show the importance of laboratory testing because if you don't have the test, you really are kind of in the dark as to what you're treating. Influenza, SARS-CoV-2, RSV, these are three different viruses, but they could have overlapping clinical symptoms, but they're treated completely differently different yeah. drugs, different therapies, different vaccines. So testing is key here. Yeah, and even different risks for individuals, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. So there are, they're different diseases. So I think the take home from this week is to stay mindful, right? Well, that people do look to us as examples as well, right? To strike that right balance. It's great to be back together, but to, to develop some personal best practices that you can share with others, which I think we do need going forward, stay engaged, Mm -hmm. uh, testing is going to continue to be an important topic as we manage this. And we didn't even touch on it today, but a lot happening in DC, both with salsa and valid that are probably yeah. worth, that are going to be uh, important topics for the lame duck legislative session that'll happen after the midterm elections and stay informed. Those are really, you know, stay safe, stay engaged, stay informed and help inform others. Speaking of informing others, my understanding that your alter ego at Parasite Gal hit a pretty important milestone, social media milestone here. Yeah, yeah, I guess this does fall into informing others. Many people know I have a blog that I have been doing since 2007, and I just hit my 700th case today. So wow. that's exciting for me. And yeah, my blog is educational. I do it just for education and fun. And 
and I try to have cases that help uh, interest, but also educate people. So yeah, it's exciting for me, exciting milestone. Yeah, well, it's great. And you, you really interacted with and helped. Who knew there could be 700 parasite cases that could be out there, right? You knew, oh, there's many more to come. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great. I think your ability to connect to people through that platform and really use it for something that's really good and beneficial is great. It's inspiring for me personally and for all of us. So great to see. And I have to say also, I did catch some grief and comparative Twitter handles on, on radio with Dan Barrero when he's like, well, why does at Parasite Gal have such a cool handle and you're just <laughs> at Maurice MD PhD, very boring. So I just, so I don't, I pale in comparison in that domain. <laughs> Too funny. Well, yeah, it's our, our alter egos, right? Well, thank you for noticing that, Belle. And uh, yeah, we'll just keep uh, blogging and talking and uh, videoing away and hopefully keep spreading good messages and education and science to our listeners and viewers. That's right. And even maybe now as we kind of get through this, you and I have talked about some other things that we could do through social media, through Twitter as a platform or something else that might even be live and interactive. So who knows? Maybe we can do something like that. Put that on the agenda for the coming year. Yeah, we could do a live tweet fest. Yes. Uh, yeah, that would be exciting. Excellent. All right, we'll put it on the calendar. All right, All right. Oh, until, until next time. See you until later. Until next time, take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.